Second Peter chapter one. You know, Father's Day is a is a unique day. Um, fathers play such a formative role in our lives. Um, sometimes it can be immensely positive. But for many, many others, their relationship with their father is maybe looked upon in uh, bitterness. And maybe it was a devastatingly destructive relationship. Father's Day is meant to be a time of celebration, but sad to say it often serves as a painful reminder of neglect, abandonment, abuse that many have experienced at the hand of a father. Those father wounds result in deep-seated issues that aren't easily overcome. And yet, that brings us to the blessed hope of our Heavenly Father. So, it's clear that none of us have been or are perfect fathers. But God is the perfect father. And yet God has chosen in his design to use feeble men as fathers to show forth his character and his design, and we fail so miserably at it. Even if we are fully committed to being the Father that God wants, we know that we fall so far short. The father and son went fishing one day, and after a couple hours out in the boat, the boy became curious to the world around him, and and he said, Dad, how does this boat float? The father thought for a moment, and then he replied, I don't rightly know, son. The boy returned to his contemplation, and he turned to his father, and he said, Dad, how do fish breathe underwater? He said, I don't really know, son. A little bit later, the boy, continuing on, said, Dad, why is the sky blue? And again, the father said, I don't really know, son. And the boy was worried that he would annoy his father. He says, Dad, do you mind me asking you these questions? To which the father astutely responded, of course not. If you don't ask questions, you'll never learn anything. Now, see, as dads, we often don't have the answers, but we can always swing it around one way to spin out of it all right, right? But it illustrates there are many, many, many 
questions that we don't have the answers to. And there are many things that we can't do. But every one of us as fathers grew up, and theres I think there's a built-in thing that we had a father, and there was a time in our lives that we thought, they do know everything, and they can do everything. And how does dad know how to do that? And how does he know how to do that? And then... We become fathers, and we still have this gnawing question that is bouncing around inside us. Do I have what it takes? Do I have what it takes to be a man, to be a husband, to be a father, to be a godly man. It's a, it's a question that every man has to deal with. And today I want to say to you that you are fully equipped. And we will be speaking to fathers today, but these truths apply to every one of us here today. In 2 Peter chapter 1, Peter writing says in verse 2, Grace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to the glory and virtue whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins." So Peter's writing to these believers that were experiencing difficult times, and he said, I want grace and peace be multiplied to you through Jesus Christ as his divine power has been at work in you. He's writing to believers. The Spirit of God has been at work in their life, has brought them to salvation. They are children of God. The Spirit of God is now indwelling them and is at work in them. And he is equipping them in giving them everything that pertains to life and godliness. In other words, he's saying you are fully equipped for the life God has called you to, and you are fully equipped for godliness. None of us are going to be able to say, I didn't have the resources available to me. We are fully equipped. And 
in mentioning that, we stop and we look, okay, what has God equipped us with? What are the tools that equips us for fatherhood? Um, Every man in his right mind understands that I don't have in and of myself what is necessary to be a father. I mean, when that first child is born, it has a profound impact on it. There were three fathers in the waiting room. And the first was told that his wife gave birth to twins. And he said, that is amazing. I play ball for the Minnesota Twins. And a little while later, the nurse came out and told the second man, congratulations. You are the father of triplets. you got to be kidding me. I work for 3M. And when he said that, the third guy passed out. When he came to, they said, what's wrong? He said, I work for 7-Up. Seriously, when we are entrusted with a life that as you look at that young life, and, and I say the firstborn because it's brand new to you, and it's like, wow, this is, this is overwhelming. I mean, it's a whole new dimension of life, but every child that you're given, it's a reminder again of, of the fact that, wait, this is, this is more than I'm capable of. Any person in their right mind, any man in his right mind will come to that conclusion. Anybody that says, I got this, this, no, he doesn't have a clue. But we need to understand that whatever God calls us to, he also gives us the power to do it. And I want to just mention some tools that God gives in particular to we as fathers that will equip us for fatherhood. And this first tool I just call failure. It's understanding that without God, I can do nothing. And God will allow us to have failure in our life to get us to depend on Him. And the failure humbles us, or it's meant to humble us. Some people go through life and they never are brought to the humbling place in their life that, wait a minute, I can't do this, I need God. And I said, we all have that question. Do I have what it takes? The answer is, no, I do not have what it takes except in God. And God allows failures. He allows us to have weaknesses. He allows us to to be exposed and show, I don't have the answer to that. And, And I don't have this all charted out. And I don't know what to do in this situation. And when we admit our failure and our weakness, it should drive us to run to God every morning. 
every morning, every father ought to be running to God and saying, God, I don't have what it takes in and of myself. I need fresh direction today. I need fresh wisdom today. I need fresh power today. There's no way that we can be the father we ought to be until we come to the point where we acknowledge, I don't have what it takes, and I can only find what is necessary in God. So, failure. Secondly, because of our failure, the tool that God has given to equip us is forgiveness. We'll never, ever be the man that we ought to be until we come to know the reality of forgiveness in Jesus Christ. We will bear a weight of guilt. We will bear the weight of sin that will, will poison and taint everything that we do. And until we have a freedom from the guilt of sin and from the penalty of sin and are being liberated from the power of sin, we will be like trying to run a race with our legs shackled, trying to run a race with a an heavy weight on our back. We, it'll be too much for us. And to come to the realization that in Christ alone... I can have forgiveness of sin. And to learn to see ourselves the way God sees us. There's some people that that maybe even have received Christ as Savior, but they still go through life beating themselves up about past failures. No, in Christ there is forgiveness. He doesn't bring it up to us again. There is forgiveness in him. And unless we come to know that, first of all, in receiving Christ for the forgiveness of sin, and then daily, so we fail today and we confess our sin, and he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin. Otherwise, the negative spirit, the... the um, pressure of Satan, look what you did here, and you're no good, and you're a failure, and you can't ever please God, will crush us. So he's given us the tool of forgiveness. We'll never be the father that God intended us to be if we neglect the tool of the Word of God. The Word of God convicts us of sin. The Word of God encourages our heart. The Word of God gives direction. The Word of God empowers us. The Word of God renews our spirit. In this life, there are many things that just just weigh down the spirit of a 
of a person, in particular that weigh down the spirit of a man, that, that the pressures of life, how do, I, how do I meet the needs of my family? How do I properly minister to my wife? How do I properly lead my kids and, and take care of things at work so that I can provide for my family and, and all the temptations that are out there? We'll never survive and walk in victory if we ignore the Word of God. I'm not just saying give it a mental assent. Yeah, I believe the Word of God. I'm not saying knowing where it's at so you can find it Sunday morning and take it to church with you. I'm not saying just read a little one verse for the day. I'm saying you are a man of the book. You desire the Word of God. You read the Word of God. It's our life source. There is absolutely no way we can ever be the man God wants us to be and ignore the Word of God. It corrects our priorities. Our heart, the songwriter said, prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. That doesn't make sense, does it? If I love him, why would I be prone to leave him? But that's the the draw of our old nature. Prone to leave the God I love. And it's the word of God that keeps pulling us back. It's the word of God that, that rearranges our priorities. I, I don't know where I would be were it not for the personal relationship with God. The early mornings alone with God, they are, they are beyond priceless. They are life and death. For me as a man, as a husband, and as a father. And the reality of this is, is foundational. We were made to run on God. I mean, a, a gasoline-powered car is made to run on gasoline. As human beings, we were made to run on God. And... We won't run well if we try anything else in it. And we cannot run on God, if you please, without the Word of God being foremost in our life. There are two legs that we say that God says the Christian life stands on. It's the Word of God and prayer. You will be overwhelmed with the responsibilities of a father and the only place you will have to turn is to God in prayer. And that is enough. The songwriter said, I must tell Jesus I must tell Jesus, I cannot bear these burdens alone. And, and as fathers and as men, 
I understand the burdens that come that many times you don't talk about it. We don't talk about it because, well, this is my burden. This is what I'm supposed to bear. And yet it is crushing you. And it will unless we get in the Word, unless we pour our heart out to God. You know, it's it's beyond me uh, that we have to tell people, get in the Word, get in the Word. We can't make it without it. And the same is true with prayer. Who can I talk to that can help me? God alone. The strongest man is the man of prayer. Because that's where you get your power. That's where you get the the provision of God in your life. So God provides us with failure to drive us to God, to know His forgiveness. And then as a child of God, He wants us to be saturated in the Word of God. He wants us to develop a life that is in communion with God, a life of prayer. There's another tool that God has given to us, and and let me just say, this is a tool that is oftentimes overlooked, but it's the tool of the local church. God designed the church to produce growth when we get in it to learn, to serve, and to love one another over the long haul. And and I I'm saying this not for any any benefit of of me personally. I say this because I want to see every man walk in victory. And God has provided a local church not just to come on a Sunday morning and hear a message. That's just a small part of it. God provided a local church where we would learn to bear one another's burdens, to serve one another, to love the unlovely. Look around. There's some unlovely people around here. Right here's one, okay? It isn't just to show up and go away. God said, I want to develop you. And you get in here and and you learn and you serve and you love one another. And God uses that to develop us to be the man that God wants us to be. This is a tool that is oftentimes overlooked, but God places a great emphasis on it. Another tool that God gives us, and and it's not a tool, and these aren't just one things or a one-time thing, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, he said, My grace is sufficient for you. God gives us grace for life. Years ago, I heard someone say, Every trial that comes into your life, Every situation that comes into your life is accompanied by the grace of God. So every trial that comes into your life, listen for the backing up of the grace truck. Beep, 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 beep. The grace truck is backing up and he's dumping a load of grace there. But we have to go appropriate the grace. 
Every, we will never be able to stand before God and say, God, I went through this situation and there was no grace there. God will take us back and say, if you please, no, no, the grace truck, truck dumped the load right there, but you ignored it. You weren't in the word. You didn't come to me in prayer. You didn't learn from others. And so you didn't get the grace of God. You weren't able to appropriate it. Dr. Ted Roberts in the Conquer series said, Most of the men I counsel have deep father wounds. He said, I also had deep father wounds. I had seven abusive fathers. All that I knew was a father smashing me literally in the face. Not everyone has an intense father wound as Dr. Roberts, but father wounds can occur even in Christian homes. And to admit this is not to blame our fathers. In some cases, The best thing they could do is to learn from their parents. But when we understand these wounds, it opens us up to the grace of God. God, there is a wound in my heart that only you can heal. And I need your grace. If we don't get God's grace for that, we will go on and become bitter and our bitterness Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 15 says, will spring up and it will trouble many. There are, there are many, many, and, and, and I honestly believe that we have no idea the number of individuals that are, are nursing wounds that they received at the hand of their own father And they need the grace of God to get victory over it. And only God can give that grace. And every situation in life, God gives his grace. And we must seek him with all our heart to know the grace of God. Let me mention one other tool that God has given us. And again, we could do series on every one of these issues. But the last one we want to mention this morning is God's example. When you think of God, think of a father with all the aspects of a father. A father who loves you, a father who affirms you, a father who gives you his name, a father who is there to provide security, a father who loves you without regard to what you did today, a father that is compassionate and present. A lot of people legitimately struggle to relate to the beautiful picture of God as father because their own personal experience of a father can't measure up to it. But as we learn the nature of God the Father... It can make us into the Father that God wants us to be. 
I don't know how many times I have gone back and I've thought, as a father, how does God father me? What should I do in this situation? What has God done in my life in a similar situation? How has God fathered me? And the more we learn about God's fathering care in our life, the more it will help us to be the father that we ought to be. And if we'd follow God's example to be a father like the father, that's our goal. That should be our passion. And the world desperately needs, we can talk about all the political things, but one of the glaring elephants that is in the room that is greatly overlooked is the absentee of godly fathers in our land today. And it has spun off all kinds of problems. You can be the man that God wants you to be. You know, I I hear individuals say, well, I didn't grow up with a godly father. Well, now you do have a godly father, your heavenly father. Well, I didn't, I, I don't know how to, uh, how to be a husband. Well, you have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you. He'll teach you how to be a husband. He'll teach you how to be a father. That's why we must develop that relationship and walk with Him. It, it's, it's not making excuses. It's saying, no, God has given me everything I need for life. Everything I need to be the father I ought to be. To be the mother I ought to be. To be the man or woman or whatever. He's given me everything I need for life. Ravi Zacharias said, as men and as fathers, we have a duty before God and man to do what is right, honorable, and sacrificial, period. That's our duty, as God has dealt with us. General Douglas MacArthur said, By profession, I am a soldier. And I take pride in that fact. But I am prouder, infinitely prouder, to be a father. A soldier destroys in order to build. A father only builds, never destroys. The one has potentialities of death, the other embodies creation of life. And while the hordes of death are mighty, the battalions of life are mightier still. It is my hope that my son, when I am gone will remember me not from the battle, but in the home repeating with him our simple daily prayer, Our Father, who art in heaven. Do you understand? He got the picture. We remember General Douglas MacArthur as his soldiering and leadership and He said, my prayer is that my life made a difference in my children for God.
And God has equipped every one of you as men. You can do that. And it doesn't matter the past. Beginning today, God is able to to make glory out of ashes. He's able to, to do miraculous things as we say, God, I am coming to you for forgiveness. I am coming to you for the wasted years, and God, I am going to be a man of your word and a man of prayer, and I am going to plug in in a local church and love as you love. And God, every situation, my my thought is going to be, I need God's grace. God, give me your grace, and I'm going to pursue that. And the the example before me is going to be how God fathers me. There's a reason he said, after this manner pray, our Father who art in heaven. We need to come to grips regardless of how great or bad your Father has been. We need to come to see the glory of our Heavenly Father. And as we do, man, woman, boy, or girl, as we come to see the glory of our Heavenly Father, it will revolutionize our life. And as men in particular, as fathers, as we learn this and follow His example, it will make a profound difference in our life. Heavenly Father, I pray that the hearts of men and fathers would be encouraged here today. That you have fully equipped them regardless of what has happened in the past. They today can be the man, the husband, the father that you want them to be. And Lord, I pray today that they would take steps of action to that end. And Lord, I pray if there is one here today that has never called upon you for the forgiveness of sins, they still are laboring, they may mean well, but they're laboring under the burden of the guilt of their sin. Lord, I pray today before they leave that they would mention that to someone and we could show them how they can know their sins are forgiven and that they are a child of yours through faith in Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for every father today. I pray that you would empower them with your grace. And Lord, I pray that each of us would be men of the word, I pray that everyone here today, men, women, boys, and girls, would have a passion for truth and to walk in your grace. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask Jay.